Okay, so right now, me and uh, Luke's most current um, podcast is actually, it's processing right now, but in the meantime, I just want to go in and uh, speak on behalf of me and Luke, so I want to speak on behalf of School Lunch is what I'm saying. So, we had a lot going on from both of us. And we truly apologize for, you know, not being able to get these out there. To those of you that do listen, we appreciate it a lot. And please continue to listen. Please continue to just, you know, watch for us as we keep trying to get these videos out. It's just, it's hard right now. Um, We're both at changing points in our lives we're working constantly and we actually even in our own free time we don't get as much time to talk to each other so we use this platform to do that now with that being said um i can't guarantee that the podcast will be coming out in a steady flow but we're gonna work on that okay so Please just, you know, keep your ear out for us. Keep, you know, staying tuned. We definitely appreciate you guys so much. And just, if you'd like, follow us on Twitter at School Lunch 18. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us, I believe we might have a Tumblr. You can email us at School Lunch. School lunch eighteen at yahoo.com. Please just, like I said, just, you know, thank you guys for sticking with us and just help us expand our reach as far as we can. Um, We do have ideas that we're going to try to work on in the meantime, but until then, please stay safe and we will see you during lunch okay let's see if that works can you hear me can you hear me oh it's coming through the car and yes i can yeah no dude you don't even understand all that stuff was messing up too i don't yeah you know what's crazy though yeah is it was coming through my apple watch so i had to take out my apple watch to Ooh, that's gonna be hot too What's going on? But hold on, before we start, shout out to Anchor for updating this so I can play it through the aux cord in my car and giving us the ability to invite each other from the app. Salute to Anchor. Or Anchor. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, that that could have gone very bad. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude. But I... uh, real quick before we start, just want to... Say real quick shout out to everyone who's stayed listening, everyone who's checked out the podcast so far. We see you on Facebook, we see you on iTunes, you know. And we've been meaning to toss, you know, toss a little podcast out, but you know, we're both transitioning with jobs and we're both trying to, you know, get our lives situated. And we were going to come back with the fire whenever we could and as soon as we could. You're not echoing now, are you? Like, you don't hear yourself, do you? No, I'm good. I'm good, dog. Okay. I didn't know if my car was too loud. Dude, no, you're good. Jeep's right. 
my gosh. So uh, let me turn my lights off. Creep mode. Creep uh, mode. <laughs> dude. So let's go in and catch everyone up. Um, we were a while back. We had thought of doing some changes, uh, getting a schedule thought out for when we're going to pump out these um, these podcasts for you guys. Now, I'm off every Sunday. So, Luke, if you can get off every Sunday, <clears throat> I am down with doing it every Sunday. I have every Sunday off, but that's the only time I can see my girlfriend because I only have one day off a week now. Okay, how early do you, like, see her, though? She stays the night Saturday night into Sunday night. Unless you're trying to do it at, like, uh, probably, like, you know, 10. And which, honestly, isn't a bad thing, like, 10 or 10.30, because that's around the time that I drop her off. So, I will... That's a tough one, dude. Because now at this new job that I'm at, uh, I will work one week at 8 in the morning, and then the next week at 7.30. So on the seven thirty week, dude, I have to get up like as soon as Lynn gets up and get the kids ready for school and drop them off early and all that stuff. So I let me tell you, I mean, I don't know if you what you do is I don't know if you shower at night or if you shower in the morning. But let me tell you, if you're trying to save time in the morning and just like have an overall better experience, just shower at night. I've never. Oh, yes, I know. Like, that's something that really, like, opened my eyes is, you know, showering and then, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, like shaving and all that, you know, the night of. Because, you know, the next morning, then you wake up, you toss on your work clothes, and you just go. You don't got to shower. You don't got to, you know, do all this other routine besides, I mean, brushing your teeth, but. No, yeah, I get you. So, let's go on and catch everyone up. I guess, I don't know if, did you hear about me being sick and the whole hospital thing? Ooh, I didn't know about the hospital. You oh. told me you were sick. Well, had- everyone's got to hear this then. Because, uh, let's see here, this last Thursday. Okay, so, let's, no, it wasn't this last Thursday. About two weeks ago, yeah, or the week before this. The Thursday before this last one, okay, if that makes sense. Thursday before that, or this one. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I went to work all day. I was feeling real drowsy. I was feeling, you know, just dizzy the entire day. So, you know, I continued doing me. I I drank, you know, I drank water. I drank, you know, not a whole lot, but enough to, I guess, sustain myself like I normally do. And, you know, I'm still feeling like really drowsy, like a lot more throughout the day. And then I'm just like, hey, uh, you know, after we're done with this lunch rush, can I go and sit down for like 10 or 15 minutes? I'm feeling real drowsy. And, you know, that doesn't help it. And I'm sitting there, I'm drinking water. And my GM, he comes up to me, he's just like, okay, you know, you can go and prep some. And then, you know, we'll send you home a little bit early. So they send me home at about 3.30. I go home. I instantly literally, like, curl up in a ball and just pass out. Um, or just fall asleep, rather. I'm not going to use pass out. And then I wake up at about 8 or 8.30. All right, now get this. This is where it gets kind of crazy. Is I wake up at about 8 or 8.30, I don't really remember, because that'll make sense. I wake up then, I immediately run to the bathroom, I, you know, I look over the sink because that's the closest thing, I throw up. And instantly, the, the second I throw up, I pass out. And I hit the floor. And Scott comes in, I guess I'm knocked out for like 30 or 60 seconds or something like that. 
and you know scott is uh scott's like freaking out because he thinks i'm having a seizure which i'm you know i'm not but i guess he yeah, thought i was like, pad, so. he, he thought that i was like uh twitching or something like that so you know his immediate response was a you know seizure but then my mom comes in and she just like uh I she was she said something I don't really remember too much of it obviously, but the last thing I really remember is like I was just laying there. I woke up and instantly I started throwing up like nonstop throwing up. I couldn't control it. It was one of the worst experiences I've had. I threw up probably like around probably ten or fifteen times, and yeah. I can barely like get up. I'm like I'm fighting this. I'm just like my mom's just like you're not going to work tomorrow. You're staying. You're going to sleep. You know or we're taking you to the hospital. I'm just like, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. I can go to work tomorrow. Because, <laughs> you know, you know me, I'm I'm determined. I don't like calling in. I don't like, you know, not no. not following up. I feel you 100%. So after that happens, they take me to the hospital, all right? And I'm laying in the back, yeah. literally laying down in the back seat, probably like a 15 or 20-minute drive to, uh, to the hospital. We get to the ER. This big dude, he comes and like helps me up. I they bring me a wheelchair. I sit uh, I sit down in the wheelchair, and yeah. my mom goes to park the car, and I'm telling him all my information. The last thing that I remember telling him was my last four digits of my social, and I okay. guess I passed out again. And hey. the last thing I really remember is like waking up in, in the you know the room, and they're like putting fluids in me. And so there's that. I stay there till about three. I obviously I don't go to work, you know, that that Friday or that Saturday. And uh the Saturday or the next day, or I leave about three AM that morning and then the next day I end up having to go back in because I can't keep any fluids down. But the first time I went in I they put around two liters worth of or two bags of fluid in me. And I, like, I was completely drained. I don't know how much you, or how much, or if you know how much that is, but I guess it's, like, an absurd amount and that no one should ever be that low. And then the next day, like I said, I couldn't keep anything down or I couldn't keep anything in at all, you know, whether it was coming out one end or the other. So I I end up having to go back in and... I ended up having to go back in. I think I took I took Sunday off too. I tried going in for a couple hours, I think. But that was one of the worst experiences I've had. Passed out a couple times. And even now, like just thinking about it gives me the chills like that. Like throwing up like that was horrible. So that that was But that was No, but that was that and like, you know, everyone's like freaking out like you know everyone's freaking out like saying like you you should not be like this like because they're all saying like you're pushing yourself too hard for work and that's whatever like that's over with i i get you know better every day obviously and then this last thursday (laughs) i work i work from monday to yeah monday to thursday and then thursday i took off thursday till now and I, you know, I go back to work tomorrow, but, you know, I went to Minnesota. I 
me and my girlfriend had stayed in a hotel for what was it? It was Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday night and Friday night. We went home Saturday. I drove the entire way, and there and back. We went and saw Blink One Eighty Two and Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne's performance was kind of yikes. Yeah, dude, I just wish they would have not have went on tour with him. Well, like they, how many like dates he like backed out of and all that. He got he such like, a horrible name from this tour. Uh, I at least I think no one no uh, one's going to want to tour with him anymore. It's ridiculous. I I think that if because that had to have gotten him in trouble with a lot of agencies and stuff. Like, even for the show I went to, he was late. Wow. His DJ, was, sure. his DJ was just sitting up there, like, doing his thing for probably, like, 20 or 25 minutes before Lil Wayne yeah. came out. Yeah, dude, Blink's definitely not going to do that again with him. Blink was, they performed phenomenal. Like, they were, you know, I've seen, like, Shine Down. I've seen, you know, Breaking Benjamin. I've seen a lot of people in concert, but they were probably, you know, top two or top three like performances I've seen. Well I heard MGK was actually like a really good stage performer. Yeah, whenever I saw him, I mean I I loved, you know, seeing him. Like he was really good. He he was real about everything and because this was right after the whole, you know, rap god and or no rap devil and uh you know that whole M M&M cool. spat. Yeah. So but he was, you know, he was amazing whenever I saw him. That whole concert, that was really good, too. But that's just kind of how my life's been. Is, and, you know, now today, today I just kind of feel not all right because I'm dreading work. Not only am I dreading work, but I'm just kind of, as I said to you earlier on the phone, I'm kind of at war with myself because I don't know what I want from now. Not in, not like, relationship-wise, but, like, life-wise career-wise yeah yeah because people are just telling me to go go on yeah people are telling me to go several different ways and like you know my girlfriend's telling me to do music because she says that's the happiest that she ever sees me is anything to do with music but then like you know me like there's the video games that i feel like i could probably have a chance you know put enough time in and you know they're then right next to that, you know, there's the people at my work that are already telling me that, you know, they think that this, what I'm doing now with the progression I've made and just the one year I've been here, that they think I should, you know, continue pursuing this as a career. Well, and I'm just like, like, I'm sure you can understand the crossroad I'm at with life. And now that like, I, I get you 100%. And I also don't have, like, goals besides, like, you know, like, saving up to live with my girlfriend and to, you know, get, like, a car and that kind of stuff. But it's, you know, it's all it's all kind of tough for me right now because I just, I, I don't know. Dude, okay. So that's how my life's been past two weeks. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks <laughs> for the recap. Um, well, let me, before I start my uh, my recap... I'm going to go on and state that I, at 19, I went through the same exact thing. Like, I was wanting to do school. I was wanting to do writing. 
I was, you know, we were still playing Xbox together. Um, I met Lynn. I was working on getting my car. Um, I was at Hy-Vee, you know, busting my ass there, wondering if I wanted to, you know, grow in that region or go to school. So I get exactly where you're at. And my best advice is to take it slow, relax where you're at, because... Well, because I can definitely do that. Like, I do have the... I have the time to figure that out right now, but that is... Exactly, dude. It's just you and Shy. Once you get your car, you and Shy work on getting uh, getting an apartment or somewhere. And then after that, you still have time. Like, as long as you guys don't have, you know... um, extra priorities or extending priorities such as kids and you know like uh medical bills and all that stuff you have time so just yeah relax, no that's the... work on that car boy no I, I mean i'm not really like worried about that because I, I mean i don't know mark you know you know how much you know i've worked in the last few months oh yeah yeah, and same work. really goes with you, for that matter, you yeah. know, back then and now. But let's get to this recap. Okay, so the last time we spoke, I was, I think I'd actually left National the last time we did a podcast. I don't think we did it. We haven't talked literally at all since you left National. So, it had to have been way before that. I think it was around E3. No, 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 no. no. I mean, the first time I quit National was <laughs> the last time. Do you remember? Time. No. Do you remember when E3 was? Uh, no. I'm like, I'm like 98% sure it was back then. Because we had. Well, I quit. I quit National the first time at the end of March. I just remember we were talking about several different things for like, damn, you know what we should have done? We really should have went back and listened to our last podcast or something or like had this planned out to pick up kind of where we Uh, left off. Forget all that, dog. This is raw. This is reality. It's uncut. Yeah, man. And that's that's what I was just about to say is because it's like that's the reason why I guess we just popped on, you know, in the last like hour is because – it's it's raw emotion and it's just like raw like feelings. Oh yeah. So um so anyways, I quit national for two weeks. I went back. I came back at a slightly higher wa- wage. I was training a very good guy um from Jacksonville. Um Later in that in that little time span, I learned that the guy I was training was getting paid more than I. Therefore, I kind of I didn't throw a fit, but I was a little vocal about it, and ended up getting matched to what he was being paid. That guy then uh, was he was a 
had some faults. He couldn't keep up with strength because, you know, at my last job uh, at National, I was moving furniture, moving appliances, and, you know, a lot of times you need a second guy, especially when you're moving the couch. But he couldn't always keep up with uh, the physical strength. But when he did, he was phenomenal. Um, he also showed some signs of autism, but I'm not saying that he was for a fact, but he definitely showed some signs. So with that being said, I assume that he was. Um, and it started kind of going downhill after like, you know, two months. Um, for example, our, uh, our district manager who is, um, above like all the stores in our district, he came in, uh, one morning and, okay, first off, before I, uh, finish this piece of the story, I want to make it known that I do not condone no type of bullying, no matter where at, no matter who it is. I don't condone that at all. So if it happens in front of me, uh, just be prepared to hear me vocalize about Well, yeah, to handle that situation, whether yeah. it's helping yourself or getting someone to take care of that. Yeah. But, um... Whatever that guy is from, uh, from Cartoon Network, like, ten years ago taught me that. <laughs> uh... The guy from uh, Destroy, Destroy, Build, Destroy. Oh my God, what was his name? I'm upset. I can't remember his name. Whoever's out there that listens to this and remembers that show, the big, the really built dude in the white shirt. Yeah, at us if you remember it. Um, <laughs> you know, DM us or at us on Twitter at uh, School Lunch Eighteen. Yo, sorry for sorry for cutting you off here, but real quick, do you do you realize like the, how the times have changed? Because back then. You know, it was all about bullying, right? And there was so much going on about it. Like, even, like, you know, bands like Rise Against put out music. That, you know, they released a song named Make It Stop. And it was like, you know, they were there's so many people that was against it. And now we literally went from bullying to straight-up school shooting. And, like, what what do you think it could be in, like, five to ten years? Like, well, like five this, to ten. this um, is definitely not all right. I don't know if anyone ever, like, pointed that out but if it's evolving like that are people like are people about to be doing i mean i'm not gonna spout any words but you know it could possibly get a lot worse than it already is if people aren't careful but i'm gonna keep that topic i'm gonna try to keep that topic in the back of my head because i do we're definitely gonna forget about it because we rant a lot (laughs) but let me get back to uh my co-worker so our district manager comes in, and my coworker is—he's at the time he's uh, helping me put a bed together on the showroom. Now, when it comes to doing stuff like this, usually, because like I said, I felt like he was autistic, so I would have him do like more simpler stuff, or excuse me, more simple things. Um, and he was assisting me pretty well. So I'm attaching the mirror to the back of a dresser. He's helping me out. He's holding it up. 
our district manager comes in and walks straight to him. Now, my coworker, he has a really bad, um, he does a really bad job at recognizing, you know, certain social cues and all that. So, at, in his mind, he's thinking, okay, the district manager is in front of me and he's staring at me. I must be doing something wrong. So he's thinking, okay, maybe my shirt came untucked. You know, maybe, you know, maybe my my belt's undone or something like that. And I I knew what was going on. So I I spoke up and said to my coworker, I think our district manager um, forgot to, or doesn't remember how to say, excuse me. And the district manager speaks and he goes, yeah, I guess the words just kind of left. So he gets past, my coworker moves. And um, after that, my coworker goes and uh, I have him working on like cleaning mattresses so we can put on this bed. So I'm finishing up the bed and the district manager is just kind of being like, he's making some real smart ass remarks. So I ignore it, of course. But then, but James doesn't see it that way. He sees yeah, things in a different light, and he's. I guess I won't refer to him as coworker anymore. I guess I'll just call him James. So. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um. So yes, his name was James. Um. So, yeah, James, James can pick up on, you know, if you're trying to be a smartass or being, like, sarcastic sometimes. But, so, our district manager is there all of that day. Now, me and James are in the back cleaning and moving stuff around. And I come from the back room and I overhear him saying, well, you know he's just going to do it again before his 90 days are now, in my head, they can only be talking about one of two people. Me, because I quit the first time. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure my 90 days had passed. But me and James had also gotten uh, written up for being tardy. And James was tardy a couple times after that. So I'm pretty sure they were talking about letting one of us go. Um, now, naturally, that doesn't bother me because, I mean, I I was like 90% sure that they were not talking about me just because I was the backbone of that store. So we go do a, uh, we go do a pickup. We go repos- repossess something. And I have my clipboard, you know, I have all the deliveries and pickups that are going to be done that day on the clipboard. James is getting ready to take a couch off of the truck. And I, like, underhand tossed the clipboard onto a washer that was nearby. And my district manager blows a gasket about this. Like... Why would you throw that? Like, what are you trying to damage yourself? What's the matter with you? And all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I I didn't do it with a malicious intent. I was 
hurrying up so I can help my coworker get this couch off the truck because I'm pretty sure if this couch falls and tears, it's going to be a lot worse than me. Then you just a little scratch on top of the uh, the washer. Well, that was the thing. It wasn't like I just chucked it at it. Like I literally, like underhand tossed it so it laid flat on top of the washer. And he's like, Yeah, well, no, I, I feel you. Yeah, so he's like, well, these washers cost money. Who are you going to pay for it? I'm like, I didn't, like, I I deal with washers and dryers every day. I know I did not generate enough force from this clipboard to ruin this washer. And he's like, well, is something a matter? I'm like, well, right now I'm kind of getting agitated. He's like, well, why? I'm like, well, because I really don't feel like I get paid enough to literally do everything in the store. And he's like, well... Well, I think you do get paid enough. I'm like, we pay you guys the big bucks to do all this. And in my mm-hmm. head, I'm like, dude, I only I get twelve bucks an hour to to organize a showroom, pick up furniture, deliver furniture, clean the furniture, janitorial duties, deal with bed bugs and roaches. Like I go out flyering, I do phone calls, like I do telemarketing. For twelve bucks an hour. So which I not to mention like bed bug and uh, and you know roaches, that stuff can get very very expensive, especially if you track that stuff back to you. Exactly. So I kept that in my head the whole time. James heard it, and he was like, "We we don't get paid that much," but the manager didn't hear that, or district manager didn't hear that. So. Now, back to that bed I was putting together, uh, I'd come back out after, you know, helping James bring the couch in, and he goes, um, what's going on with that nightstand? Like, I, I told Mark to put that nightstand up, or put it with the bedroom or something, and my manager at that time, my store manager, was like, oh, I'm going to deal with that, uh, that was, you know... She's, like, kind of taking a rap for me, which I appreciate at the time. And he's like, well, no, I told Mark to do it. So I hear all this. And me already getting agitated with this man, I was like, well, you actually didn't tell me to do anything. You asked me where did I plan on putting it, but you did not tell me to put it anywhere. And I said that as he was going into the office. And he turns around and he's like, did you say something? You got something to say? And I'm like, yeah, I said that you didn't tell me to put it anywhere. You just asked me where it was or where it was going. And I and I responded with, I honestly don't know where it is because it was behind me while I was putting the dresser together, but I didn't see it. So, and I was like, I think it'd be best if I asked my store manager where it should go. And my store manager, she's like shaking her head like, don't, don't take him on. I'm like, I honestly do not Don't care. Like, care. You're not... Yeah, like, dude, it's still morning, and you're, like, coming in here, like, getting on everyone's ass for nothing. So, that goes by my co-worker, James. He's late a few more times. They end up letting him go. So, now it's just me. I have to do all my deliveries with the delivery drivers from the cross town at the other store so they hire a guy they send him over there 
I call him Memphis because he's from Memphis, obviously. And me and Memphis are real cool, and they see that. So one Thursday, uh, I do not mind taking it on the chin. I did a horrible job. Now, I did all my deliveries successfully, but I was very forgetful. I had to go pick up stuff from the other store and forgot it at the other store numerous times. Like there was a mishap in Taylorville at the warehouse, which actually was not my fault. But for some reason, they were wanting to write me up anyways, and I could tell by how they were talking. And then it was just overall not the best. So Friday morning, the next day, uh, I get called into the office, and I'm told that I'm being suspended for a day for... um, not really following procedure uh, Thursday. I'm Which like, okay. I guess in reality is fine and dandy. Yeah, because like, I'm, I'm not worried about it. Because it's like, that's right. Like, I that's that's what I get. I was completely, you know. You were forgetful. Just, you forgot several yeah. things that you, you know, had wasted. I guess you could say I had wasted company time to go back and, you know, to grab. Which is understandable 100%. But I had also been on Indeed looking for another job. And I had applied at Dick Van Dyke, which is an appliance store here in uh, Illinois. And they called me and said, hey, we're holding interviews Friday at... um, like 10 or 12 or something like that. And I told them I wouldn't be able to come in because I was working unless we can do it at 12, which is usually my break. I get an hour break, so I can just jet over there and come straight back. Well, these are about 45 minutes, so are you sure you want to risk that? And I was like, well, can we just schedule it for about 1230 and we'll see how it goes. So, Definitely, in my eyes, God closing one door to open another door, like working in mysterious ways. Because if I wouldn't have got suspended that day, I would not have been able to make it to the interview. Like, my, I was planning on working, just, you know, forgetting the interview, moving on, you know, putting up with National until I got something better. So, you know what's crazy? My girlfriend I, has been talking about... Uh, what? You know, kind of things like that with I, because she, she likes a lot of like the spiritual kind of stuff, and she's, you know, she believes in things like that happening, you know, for reasons like. Uh, yeah. There's a few things that happened this, you know, this last weekend that really like, you know, push her even further towards that. But continue. Oh yeah, dude, that's definitely God. But um, so I believe so. But I got. She, I go to this interview and the guy interviewing me, which is the vice president, he doesn't remember me, but a year ago that month I had interviewed there and I was, uh, I was rejected. Like he told me that they would call me within the next three days and they never called me. This time he actually offered the job to me himself on the spot and of course I accepted it and told him I would be 
uh, I'd have to put in my two weeks at national. And after that, I'm down for working. So Saturday, I come to work. We are doing this customer appreciation thing. So it's going pretty well. I'm, for some reason, I have to telemarket again. So I'm telemarketing, and it's, like I said, it's, it's going okay. Me and Memphis are, you know, we're just working around the store. So I, I told Memphis, like, hey, I, I just got approved for this other job. Like, I'm probably going to put my two weeks in. He's like, oh, damn, well, that sucks because, like, we had just started getting cool. Well, I'm like, yeah, so I'm sorry, but, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to, I got to shake it. Like, I can't keep doing this. So the end of the day comes. Everyone leaves from the customer appreciation party. We cleaned everything up. I go into the office with the store man or yeah, store manager, close the door, let her know I would like to put in my two weeks before we close. So like two hours before we close. So I fill out my papers, letting them know when my last day would be and all that and move on. So Monday comes and it's hot. Like, I want to say it was like 98, 98 degrees or something like that. I work all of Monday, and 10 minutes before I punch out, I am called into the office to be suspended for three days this time for a mishap that occurred Thursday. So, for those of you that aren't really familiar with punishments and um, the work life, when you suspend someone for not following directions or following protocol Thursday, that usually means, okay, well, everything you did Thursday was, you know, is kind of lumped together because you didn't follow protocol at all. So that suspension is, you know, that's your punishment. Do better next time. And you so, already gotten, you know, suspended once from that day. So the fact exactly. that they waited until you worked all of Monday, which was 98 degrees, I'm sure there was humidity because that's just how, you know, how it is, I guess, around these parts. The so fact exactly. that they told, the fact that they told you 10 minutes before, and then not only that, but suspended you for three more days after, especially after. You know, they had already suspended you once for that day is unprofessional, petty. You know, it's several different things that, you know, you could classify that under. But if you guys were were having trouble following, you know, what day and, you know, what day he had gotten suspended on, things like that, you know, he. Well, that's that's what really killed me was because. So I'm like. What like because. I got suspended because there was a couch that we tried to deliver Thursday, but the couch was literally too long to fit in the girl's living room. So I put the couch back on the truck. Now I slide the couch into the truck on the, on the blanket, but the blanket obviously rolls with the couch. So it ain't going to stay under it. So that happened Thursday. 
Now, you guys worked without me Friday. We were all here Saturday. And here it is Monday. So I'm being suspended because the couch was not protected and I didn't follow protocol, which falls under not following protocol Thursday. And in my head, it's like, but that couch has been on the truck for four days. Like, why am I getting suspended today for something that has literally been on the couch? Like, it's been on the truck for four days. So, first off, you guys should probably be getting punished for leaving merchandise on the truck. And second off, it's been on there for four days. Like, why are you guys just now finding it? So that was like, and then I already put my two weeks in. Like the point of a suspension is so that you make sure they don't do it again during their work career. But I'm already quitting. So why are you suspending? So it was like, okay, this is, this is too much. So I'm talking to Memphis about what happened. And I'm told to just leave the store and that they don't want to hear about it. So I'm like, I, that like I'm punching out, but you can't tell me that I can't like now legally you can, you cannot talk to anyone about what happened in the office, but I can. So me telling Memphis what happened, I'm perfectly allowed to do that. So I'm like, oh, well, okay, well, I'm about to leave anyways. I really don't care. Like, I'm tired of working here anyways, so I'll take the three days off. So I um, I leave, and three days go by. Me and Memphis are back. We're working. So the beginning of that next week, Monday, we have a meeting. Now, usually on Mondays, we have about a 30-minute meeting letting everyone know what's going on. Now, this time, we have a new account manager. So, we're all sitting down at this, uh, like, just in the showroom talking, discussing about how last week went and what to expect this week. So, my store manager goes, as we all know, Mark will be leaving this Saturday, moving on the bigger and better things. I have no idea why that remark was added. You know what's funny about that is the chief from my last job was saying or had said that, you know, before I, you know, I left for my two weeks. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was very ironic. Yeah. And it's like, because there's already tension in the room because I got suspended for three days. But before I finish that part, I have to go in and add this in real quick. Um, my, so as soon as I got home from my, uh, for my three-day suspension, I called my district manager and explained to him what had happened, that I felt like I was being wronged for the same exact thing. Like, I told him I'm, I feel like this is not correct. I feel like this is very unprofessional for me to be getting suspended for not following protocol twice in the same day. So he's like, well, I'm not at work. 
you know, because it's after hours at this point. Because, like I said, I got suspended 10 minutes before I left. So, at this point, he's like, well, I'm at home right now. Obviously, I can't do nothing. I'm like, I understand that, but I would like for you to at least look into it for me. He's like, all right, I'll look into it tomorrow. Now, me and Memphis have each other's number. And I text, or actually, I called Memphis. And I was like, the district manager, was he in there today? He was like, no, he didn't come in at all today. So I'm like, okay. So when I come back after my three days, I bring it up again. Hey, did, did the district manager come? He's like, he never came while you were gone. I'm like, okay, well, that just kind of confirms that you were in on it because we talked about it and you said that you would, but obviously it doesn't matter to you because I'm quitting anyways. So after all that, we come back, uh, we're all talking about how, um, so my store manager is like, okay, well, before Mark leaves, maybe he can teach, you know, Memphis and the new account manager, you know, how to organize, how to use the uh, sanitation log, how to clean stuff properly, how to check for bed bugs, you know, just give, teach them the ropes. And after the meeting, me and Memphis, we go to Taylorville, or no, we went to, uh, we went to Jacksonville to go pick up a sectional. We come back right in time for lunch. Memphis gets fired for literally no reason. Like, on the paperwork, they wrote, we feel like he is not the right fit for our company. That's it. And he's like, he comes out because he's like shocked. Like, I don't know. Like, what did I do? Yeah, he's like, I've never even been written up. I don't get why I'm being fired. So, I'm like, that's shady as hell. Because now it's like, you've already suspended me twice on bullshit. Then you fired him on bullshit. Now it just seems kind of like a race thing. Now, you know, I don't, I'm not one to pull a race car, but that's literally what it's looking like now. So, I tell him like, hey, um, don't worry about it. Like, you know, that's their loss because... You fired the only driver that was going to be here once I left. Now you have no drivers. So you kind of just, you know, shot yourself in the foot with that one. So, you know, I'm talking to him. Um, He leaves finally after they're like, we're going to have to call the police if you don't get off the property. And he's like, like, you know, I got dropped off. Like, how the hell do you expect me to leave? Like, I'm waiting on my ride. So after a while, he, um, he goes and he calls me. He's like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm like trying to look into this. Cause like, I, I really don't get it. And this does not seem. And in my head, it's like, I I'm with you hundred percent, but truthfully, it doesn't matter because he was still in his 90 days and they do have the ability to fire you for any reason in your 90 days. So that's what kind of really threw a wrench in the wrench in it because it's like it it just seems like a setup from the beginning. So I finished my week out. 
actually, nope. I didn't go my last day because I had uh, more important matters to tend to. So, um, I start Dick Van Dyke, and so far, dude, I have enjoyed it so much. Like, this job is so much better than National. It's not even funny. Like, I'm not dealing with rude customers constantly. I'm not dealing with bed bugs and roaches. I'm not dealing with hoping that the person on the other side of my object can, you know, maneuver at the same time and know what to do. Like, I'm not holding heavy couches. It's just, it's a more laid-back job. And I just, I appreciate the uh, opportunity that uh, Dick Van Dyke has given me. Um, And... I mean, obviously, I plan on doing the best I can, but I'm still waiting on the state job, baby. So once that falls through, I'm gold. Y'all gonna get me probably every night, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably. Most I, likely. I might not get a full school lunch, but you gonna get a snack. I mean, and that's me. Well, I mean, let's be real here, dog. Yeah, we just kind of summed up the last. Well, for me, I'm going to be straight up here. It's been, that was, or I talked about my last two weeks, which have been kind of a roller coaster. And then you have been talking about really, uh, when would you say about a month and a half ago? Like that far back when you started experiencing things. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think we have covered a lot, but yeah, honestly, we could we could keep talking, or we could yeah end it off right here oh. and then try and continue on maybe like tomorrow night. We gonna keep it going real quick because I'm I'm out here for an hour, um, and we got we got about thirteen minutes. Yeah, thirteen, 13 minutes. So um, let's go on and talk. So, as you guys, you guys probably don't, but I have been with my current girlfriend for three wonderful years. Me and Liz talk about our relationships quite often, but what I'm not told about my relationship is that marriage has been beat up constantly. You've told me about that. I did tell you about that. That's because I told you everything. So, here's the thing. Now, I, I love Here's Lindsay. the thing. That is... Oh, well, I guess we're dropping names. All right, dog. <laughs> yeah. I love Linda Death. I love the three kids that she brought into my life. I love everything about my life right now. Everything is going well. You sound like Kevin um, Hart saying that. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm, I'm going to be yeah. honest here. I'm a big Kevin Hart fan. I, I think he's Kevin. funny, and I, oh. I respect his his outlook on life. Yeah. Gives me inspiration. We also, hope, we also hope for a speedy recovery after his... Uh, his, yeah. Um, but I enjoyed all of my life so far. Two weeks ago, I became a born-again Christian and it's just, it's been a lot coming in. 
Uh, one of my best friends is uh, over in Budapest, Hungary for a while. He's going to school there. And there's just, it's been a lot going on. So, out of all the things that have been going on, you know, with me quitting National, me being uh, bamboozled by National, my friends being bamboozled by National, me getting a new job, uh, me being baptized, me trying to get a job at the state, marriage has not really been on my mind. So, I would to I would like I would definitely love to be married. It's just he really wants to know when will I ask be married? Here's a specific date. What kind of a time frame? And it's hard for me. I don't know. Like we could do it as soon. I think you need to mention the fact that you're not actually going to have a real wedding as well. Hello? I lost you. Oh, there you go. It's going to be quick. Oh, sorry. Which I personally uh, understand because uh, I mean I'm just, too shy for you know for that kind of set up is kind of not what I want you know to have marriage. I want to be established on my own before you know I'm joined in holy matrimony. So, with that being said, I understand that we we live together, we take care of the kids together, you know, our schedules operate around each other, and we're, like, it's like we're already married, but it's just a huge jump, and I just want it to be understood that I'm not afraid of it, it is just a huge jump. Jump. Commitment. Like I gotta, I gotta get my feet in the water first. I'm not one of those people that just jump straight in the pool. I got to, I gotta get the feel of it first. So, just know that there may be a Mrs. Howard soon. And without Tough for me to hear, knowing you for you know seven, eight years, I'm pretty sure he's pregnant. Carry okay, on. okay, 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 okay. You know that that's not all right. I don't like you leaving your your little bit on that. One, I am pregnant. All right, that. All right. Well, huh? Looks like I'm ended here. Hello. Um, if you guys are listening, we do.